The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. You are hearing baby Bella just four years old. She was murdered by her father. That was her sitting in the back seat of the car singing. And you know what? Sometimes when I hear one of the twins or both of the twins singing, I just stop and I listen. Because I know in a couple of years, they're not going to be singing in that little voice. It sounds kind of like a fairy. It's just happy to be alive. And I'm wondering now what Chris Watts is thinking when he hears that. Because you know he's so obsessed with himself that he's listening to every every shred of coverage he can get his eyes and ears on. Bella is dead along with her sister and their mother. In the last hours, we have obtained shocking audio of Chris Watts, the killer dad's confession from a Max facility in Wisconsin. Listen to this. Like when you guys told me to take off your shirt and step check for defensive wounds, and like, you know, there wasn't going to be any. She didn't fight, I don't know why. So she didn't grab, could she grab your arms or were your arms pinned down? Or? I don't, not, not that I remember. I don't think so. I mean, I don't think like I moved toward my knees or, or around her arms or anything. It's kind of like when I got on top of her, we, we started talking, it was, that was it. It's kind of like in my head, or like in the back of my head, that was going to happen. And just like at the end of the conversation, it was just like, that's what happened. I just wish I could have let go. Did it seem like it was that long, two to four minutes? How long did it seem for you? Somebody else around you holding your hands, holding you, keep you from not, not letting you go. 
saw my life disappearing before me, saw my life flash before me. Wendy Patrick, veteran California prosecutor and author of Red Flags, Frenemies, Underminers, and Ruthless People on Amazon. Wendy, you know, when I I would be in the midst of a trial, I didn't really have time to psychoanalyze the defendant. I mean, there were times, I would say the first five years that I prosecuted felonies, that I would look over and I'd wonder why, why would they do this? Why would they leave this wake of pain behind them with a ripple effect that will go on for generations? But to think why, but Wendy, when you, when you really think it through, do you hear, he keeps saying me, 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 I, I, my, my, it's all about him. He's describing the moment he was on top of his pregnant wife, Shanann, strangling her and in the context, prosecutors asked him to take off his shirt to see if there were defensive wounds where she had maybe scratched him or hit him. He's like, no, she didn't fight back. I knew they wouldn't find anything. It's all about him. His life flashing before him. It's all about him. Did you hear that? Yeah, Nancy, that's very troubling. And that that's the kind of thing that we often see, as you know, in cases like this, where you have murderers that are explaining why they did what they did. It's from a perspective that's foreign to any of the listeners, that it is all about them and their lives and how their lives can be improved and how whatever it was that was causing conflict affected them. And so this is the decision that they made. One, I suppose, good thing about the way he's describing it is it doesn't leave much room for interpretation as to what kind of a murder this was. Sadly, you know, I'm just just thinking about it. Joseph Scott Morgan, forensics expert, what type of wounds do you think investigators were looking for on his body? Well, they're looking for what are referred to as defensive wounds in the sense that she, Shanann, is trying to fight back. Most people think of defensive wounds as the individual trying to protect himself. She's trying to scratch him, trying to do anything that she can to get him off of her. But, you know, he he was kind of absent of anything, Nancy. Let's think about it. You mentioned just a second ago how she was tired. Uh, she's worn down. She's carrying a baby. She's she's really late in this pregnancy, Nancy. She's been on this trip, and she had other physical conditions. Uh, they've they've already had uh, intimate relations. It's it's she's completely uh, defenseless at this point in time. And then he gets on top of her. Remember, remember this narcissist has been working out, pumping up. He's on top of a weak, weak woman here. He's all ripped now. He takes a lot of pride in his body. He's very strong. I think that he C-clamped her throat and choked her down. You know, it takes me back to something. Um, Joe Scott, uh, do you remember when we were on HLN all the time together? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I sure do. When I was pregnant, there were a couple of times when I would be in Atlanta and not in New York, and I would walk down, you're, you're going to laugh. I walked to the mailbox and walking back up the driveway, I would get so tired. I would sit down on the driveway and there were even times, of course, I didn't know what, what was happening to me that I was slowly heading toward death at that time. But I actually would lay down in the driveway. And I remember my cat Coco would come and sit with me and I would actually lay (laughs) in the driveway because I could not get up the hill. And there were many times in New York, I was carrying twins. 
I would have to sit down in the middle of the sidewalk, Dr. Brian Russell, to sit down on a sidewalk in New York. Where you know that's where everybody walks their dogs and they TT and they poop and they, uh, you know, I and I knew that and I would still sit down because I could not go one more step. And I'm just thinking about what Joe Scott just said about him being all buff. He as soon as he got a girlfriend, he suddenly got all buff and would take all these photos of himself without a shirt on. That's no that's no contest, Doctor Brian. Yeah, and I think. Even beyond that, it shows you the, the the depth of this this total absence of any kind of empathy. You know, the, the average person feels uh, an, a heightened duty to be you know protective and to be helpful uh, to to somebody in that state. And here's somebody who takes advantage of that to overpower the person. It's it's a Again, it's a foreign idea to most people listening, but it's important to understand that this is, I'm glad that we have this confession because it gives people a chance to hear from the horse's mouth the fact that not everybody who does this stuff is insane. You know, there, there are people out there and some of them end up on juries and some of them even end up in careers in law enforcement and, and, and as prosecutors and judges. And, and they actually believe that nobody does anything like this who's sane. And, and you can hear this might not be a mentally healthy person. This is clearly somebody uh, who has reached a depth of entitlement that that hopefully none of us uh, ever see in our own lives, let alone our own selves. But this is not somebody who was crazy. And it's, it's important for people to get that as difficult as it is to listen to. This afternoon, my office filed formal charges against Christopher Lee Watts. Daddy is a hero. This is perhaps the most inhumane and vicious crime that I have handled out of the thousands of cases that I have seen. And then he came back to the truck and Bella had said to her father that you're not going to do that to me what you did to Cece, are you, Daddy? Shannon, Bella, Celeste, if you're out there, just, just come back. Like, if somebody has her, just please bring her back. I need to see everybody. I need to see everybody again. This house is not complete with without anybody here. Please bring her back. Yeah, somebody took her. That's true. But it was you, Chris Watts. You're the one that took her. In the last hours, we obtained stunning confession audio video of killer dad, Chris Watts. You know, so often the public, the listener, doesn't know everything the prosecution knows. And maybe that's a good thing because for the rest of my life, I'm going to remember the words of Chris Watts before he murdered his wife, Shanann, and their beautiful, beautiful little girls and their unborn baby boy, Nico. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us. In the last hours, we get that audio. Take a listen to Chris Watts in his own words. Said what happened to Cece. First, yes, it was the same thing. The exact same thing that happened to me as Cece. Did she ask you that? Okay. So that was pretty smart. 
executive. Same thing that happened to me in CC. And then I said, I heard it from what I said. Okay. I don't say if I just said yes, like a horrible person, or if I just put, the sh put that blanket over her too and did the same thing. Same blanket, same way? Mm-hmm. Okay. She said, no, Daddy. And that's the last thing she said. Did she say no, Daddy, like, please, no, Daddy, type thing? Did she say, thing, don't do it? She said, she, she said no, Daddy. hearing the so-called killer dad describing his daughter his little daughter saying no no daddy no joining me right now an all-star panel joseph scott morgan professor at jacksonville state university forensics expert and author of blood beneath my feet on amazon Felony prosecutor out of California, author of Red Flags, Frenemies, Underminers, and Ruthless People on Amazon. Dr. Brian Russell, psychologist, lawyer, host of ID's hit series, Fatal Vows. Author of Stop Moaning and Start Owning on Amazon. CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter, Ellen Killoran. This confession was actually taken at a Wisconsin maximum security prison which accounts for the bad quality of it cops didn't take this confession so we could listen to it this confession was taken as part of the case against the so-called killer dad chris watts let me go to ellen caloran crimeonline.com investigative reporter i want to figure out the the sequence of events that night so shanann his wife who is pregnant with nico has been on a business trip her friend girl her co-worker brings her home she gets home after 1 a.m from out of town the friend drops her and leaves based on if you can believe anything he says what chris watts said what happens then ellen Shanann comes home very early in the morning. She and Chris have a discussion, an emotional discussion. But then, Nancy, they also were physically intimate with each other. This is a new detail that we've learned. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So, hold on. Uh, Dr. Brian Russell, you're the shrink and the lawyer and the host of ID's Fatal Vows and the author Dr. Brian, so here's a guy, Chris Watts, who's been sleeping with every skirt that, that, that walks by. He's finding people online, I mean, for one-night stands. So, But he still has enough energy to have sex with his wife when she comes home at 2 a.m. from working out of town right before he kills her. And apparently he was just about to tell her he wants a divorce, but he goes, oh, what the hey, you know, one more time around the block. So what, what's that, Brian Russell? I think it's just a depth of entitlement that is hard for most people listening to relate to. Thank God it is, because this is what happens when it, it gets to the extreme, that somebody just feels that at, at any moment, taking what they want, uh, regardless of the effect on other people, they're entitled to do it. 
I'm just thinking, you know, help me out, Wendy Patrick. Maybe no offense, Dr. Brian, but let me go to a woman on this. Dr. Wendy, uh, Wendy Patrick, if I'm about to tell somebody I want to split up, the last thing I want to do is jump in the sack. For, I mean, I want to get away from them. That's why I would be asking for a divorce. Well, well not get closer to them. Right. And, you know, that's one of the things that we look at when we're trying to dissect the credibility of somebody's story. And Nancy, as you and I both know in court, you know, jurors dissect it the same way you just did. Would that be the logical way you'd approach that kind of a attempted dissolution? Or was there more to the story, which it turns out may have been the case here? Yeah. Another thing to Joseph Scott Morgan, forensics expert and author, Joe Scott, I'm just thinking this through. I mean, she gets in, I think it's closer to two o'clock than one o'clock. Been traveling all night. She's pregnant, exhausted. This wasn't a fun trip. This was a work trip. She gets in, you can see her on the video, dragging her own bag in, all that. And I just find it really hard to believe that she's going to jump in the sack that exhausted and she got to get up early to take care of the children. I wonder, Joe Scott, if he thought his DNA, his sperm, was going to be found and then he would get hit with another charge of rape. You know, at one point in time, I listened to the tape, at one point in time, this whole intimacy thing was, it, it was initiated by, I believe, by her rubbing his back is what he said in the confession. I may have that wrong. Wait a minute, wait a minute, let's stop, stop right there. Rubbed his back. He's about to ask for a divorce. He's got the other girlfriend waiting in the wings who has already been over to his home while his wife was gone. Um, as a matter of fact, let's hear it in his own words. I wonder if that last time with Shanann having sex had a, somewhat of a role in you thinking, I gotta do something, I gotta say something, we gotta have a talk, something's gotta change. Is that accurate? Yeah, I just felt like it was like maybe like a trigger point or something like like you hit the push button on a, on a bomb and it just blows up. Right. Just something in my head was just like something just like something's hurt. Just like I had to say something. Okay. So then exactly what did you say and what happened? So when I woke her up and just like yeah, we just gotta just gotta talk. Okay. And just like I told her. Three, four star luxury hotel or something. Is the two of you or both that way? Just me and her. Okay. And she had a man up there and watched the kids that week that weekend or something. Okay. And uh, I was just like, can we cancel that? Can we like do something? Like from what I remember, I even said, can we move to Brighton? <laughs> just to get away from like this house. Oh. But like I'm not sure if that was like like in the beginning or the end of part of the conversation or whatnot. Conversation with so many different ways. Like they had gone from like staying together to not staying together to just like all of the above. Okay. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Classes in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen.
pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new natural hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design icon West Elm, the natural hybrid is the culmination of the two companies' shared values of premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the natural hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. I want to do that. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy to learn more. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. want to, but I did. So to Ellen Kaloran, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter, it's my understanding that when Shanann Watts's parents first heard everything that he had said in this confession, they actually got sick. Yes, Nancy. The details that we've, we've all heard, including Shanann's family, are just absolutely harrowing. And I think that Frankie Ruzak, Shannon's brother, said it best. It's it's just worse than we thought. Here is our friend, Dr. Phil, speaking with Shannon's parents. When she had come home, there was a little bit of an argument. They went away. They supposedly were intimate. They went to sleep. He got up for work at 4 or 4.30, went downstairs. He came back up, and the argument, I guess, started all over again. Her saying that, you know, she knows she was, he was cheating on her to the effect of he would never see his kids again. And with that, he jumped on her and he strangled her, wrapped her in a blanket. And with that time, Bella walked in the room and asked him what was going on with mommy. And he said she was sick. We got to take her to the doctors. And then he took her downstairs and put her in the garage. He put her in a truck, put the two children in a truck, drove himself his 45 minutes, whatever it took him to get to the well site. I'm so very, very sorry. And so... There's a medical report now that confirms that. Absolutely. So we know now that the baby was alive. Yes. And the baby was Chris's. Yes. So we have three children murdered here, not two. That's right. right. And, of course, we also know, too, Joseph Scott Morgan, forensics expert at Jacksonville State University, that when Shanann was murdered or buried, she actually had coffin birth explained. 
at that point in time, Nancy, uh, her body would have decomposed to the point where the tension would have released on the baby that was containing the baby within the body, and the, the baby was essentially expelled into the space in which she was buried. Okay, I'm just trying to let that <laughs> sink in, what you just said. Uh, we heard our friend Dr. Phil speaking with Shanann's dad. Let's compare what he said to the killer dad, Chris Watts' own confession in a Wisconsin maximum security facility. says, quote, I didn't know what had happened. Well, he just strangled his pregnant wife dead. And then baby Bella comes in, asks what's wrong with mommy, and he says mommy doesn't feel good. I think right there, Wendy Patrick, California prosecutor, his plan was to also murder the girls because he takes both of them in the car to get rid of her body. What about that, Wendy? Yeah, absolutely. And as far as who said what when, this is what he is relating after he committed all four of the murders that we've been discussing. So that credibility there is suspect also. But you're right, the fact that he had them with them really only leads to one conclusion, and that's the sad conclusion that we know occurred. It just makes the timeline make more sense logically, even though pathologically it also makes sense because this narcissistic-fueled murder spree, as described by him, this isn't something we're speculating about, um, really does put everyone exactly where you would expect them to be if the, the multiple murder was his plan all along. And there's no way he can now argue this was a crime of passion to get a reduced charge of voluntary manslaughter versus murder, because listen to Chris Watts, the killer dad, in his own words. Listen. I felt like you had to. It just felt like it was... I don't even want to say it. I felt like I had to. I just felt like there was already something in my mind that I wasn't planning that I was going to do it. And I woke up that morning, it was going to happen, and I had no control of it. You never thought about it before? It was just like, I don't want, like, when, like, like, just, like, in the sentencing hearing, that prosecutor said it takes two to four minutes for something like that to happen. Like, why, why couldn't I just let go? I didn't. Like, was it feeling like it was in motion and you just couldn't stop it? Yeah, it was just like, I don't even want to know what, what she saw when she looked back at me, honestly. Did you look at her? What was she doing? She wasn't fighting. Why do you think she wasn't fighting? I don't know, I was, I, maybe she was praying. Praying to 
Ellen Kaloran, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter. Did I hear that right? Why wasn't she fighting? Maybe she was praying. Did he just say that? Did hear that right, Nancy. Uh, that's one of Chris Watts' explanation for why, what Shannon was doing, his exhausted, pregnant wife, um, in, during the two to four minutes that it had to have taken for him to take her life. She wasn't fighting back. She had her eyes closed. And he thought maybe she was praying for his forgiveness, is what he said, because it's always about him. You know, I, I know that there, there is a personality disorder. Uh, I guess it would be narcissism. You're the shrink, Dr. Brian Russell, not me. Of course, narcissism comes from Narcissus, the Greek demigod who fell in, the, the person that fell in love with his own reflection narcissus so that's not an actual insanity defense would you say that's what his issue is brian narcissism is the personality trait that is at the core of every psychopath and sociopath and so if you if you break down their personality if you peel the onion you get to the center that's the trait that's there that is the personality trait that gives rise to all of the other uh, behaviors that they do, the, the extremity of entitlement, the depravity and absence of empathy, uh, the, the inclination and the, the willingness to do whatever it takes, whatever they want to get whatever feeling, whatever thing, whatever person they, they feel like having at the moment, regardless of the impact on other people, and to really treat other people as as you and I would treat uh, an object, a piece of property that we own, that you know, if if it tried to get up and leave us, we would feel uh, we would feel upset because it belongs to us. And yet, if we didn't want it anymore, we would toss it aside in the trash and not think about it again. That's how they think of people. Shannon, Bella, Celeste, if you're out there, just just, just come back. Like if somebody has her, just. Please bring her back. I need to see everybody. Did he sound worried? No, he didn't give a flying flip. I said, Chris, you know, I said, I don't think you should do any media. I said, um, you're the last one to have seen them. So I don't think you should. And yet he did. I thank God he did it. I thank God in heaven that he didn't listen to me. In that interview, Chris admits he and Shanann had exchanged words before she disappeared. It wasn't, it wasn't like an argument. We had an emotional conversation, but I'll leave it at that. In the weeks before Shanann went missing, she expressed great concern that her marriage was falling apart, sending Chris text messages like this one. If you are done, don't love me, don't want to work this out, not happy anymore, and only staying because of kids, I need you to tell me. I'm not just staying because of the kids. They are my light, and that will not change. I'm not sure what's in my head. She just told me that Chris said he wasn't happy anymore, and that she didn't know what was wrong. Right, you're hearing our friend at ABC's Nightline, that's Amy Robach, speaking with Shanann's mom. I wonder what Bella and Celeste went through. Joining me, CrimeOnline.com investigative reporter Ellen Killoran. Ellen, what do we know? What we know is really, really awful. What we know now is that Bella and Celeste were alive for at least an hour after Chris murdered their mother. They traveled in a truck with Chris and their mother's dead body 
for 45 minutes to an hour to an oil field. Bella and Celeste were sitting in the back of the truck when Chris took Shannon's body and dumped it. Bella was sitting next to her little sister when Chris Watts strangled Celeste, or Cece, as her family called her. And she was still alive when Chris Watts put Cece into an oil tank. And then she said to her father, is the same thing going to happen to me? And it did. Just so hard for me to take in that evil. Uh, We also are learning that Chris Watts goes to great pains to deny he's having an affair with a gay escort. Uh, Now a second man claiming to have had a relationship with him after meeting in rehab. He's going to great efforts to go, no, 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 I've never been with a man. You know, that is the least of his concerns. Why is he so concerned about that, Dr. Brian Russell? Who cares who he had an affair with? I care about Shanann and Bella and Celeste. I don't care who he was with. I care about the fact that he murdered them. And he's so worried about what people may think of him sexually. Well, yeah, again, I think it's a, a nice illustration. I mean, it's sad, but but it's a good illustration of the, the fact that he's concerned about he how he's coming off in the story and in, in, in a way that he apparently thinks is, is uh, you know, would be degrading to him uh as a man or whatever when and and it and it's you know if it weren't so sad it would almost be comical that he's concerned about how he comes off in that regard and and, and yet we're talking about the the murders of his wife and children you know i'm thinking a lot about what ek ellen Kalor was talking about what bella and celeste endured riding along for up to an hour with their mom's dead body after she had defecated all over the sheets. She was dead, wrapped up in the bed sheets, in the car with them as they drove an hour to the Anadarko oil fields. Take a listen to our friend Dr. Phil with Shanann's parents. And then he came back to the truck. And Bella had said to her father that you're not going to do that to me, what you did to Cece, are you, Daddy? Bella was still in the back of the truck alive. Okay. Tell me what happened there. She said what happened to Cece. First, she asked, is it the same thing? Is that the same thing that happened to me as Cece? And then he took her life. It's worse than we even thought. We thought the worst was what we heard already. You know, we had no idea it was way worse than this. I'm so very very sorry well as a grandfather i can't imagine those are my grandchildren i love them they were mine i cry all the time there's many times that i just feel like giving up if it wasn't for god i would be here you hear shanann's family crying in tears as they speak to dr phil back to chris watts the killer dad we're getting a look inside of his brain Take a listen to this. You know, I look outside every day. I'm like, what could we be doing right now? You know, right now I have a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a, what might be a one-month-old son. And a beautiful wife. And just like, right now it's just me. Me, me, me. I could have had a son. I could have had these children. I could have had a beautiful wife. It's all about him, Wendy Patrick, again. 
Yeah, I'll tell you what, Nancy, this really is one of those things where the consistency with this narcissistic trait is almost stunning. There so far hasn't been anything about remorse, about, gosh, I wish that I didn't put them through it. I mean, an hour drive for those girls, as you pointed out, with their mother's body in the back. I mean, that alone is almost stunning in, in terms of just the emotional confusion and terror and trauma. I mean, to not even have thought what he put everybody else through, it really is stunning. You know, to you, Joseph Scott Morgan, professor of forensics at Jacksonville State University and author, Joe Scott, why is it so important that we know the timeline, that we know the facts as uh, fully as possible? Because bottom line, we know Chris Watts murdered his wife, his two little girls, his unborn son. We know that. So why is it critical that we can develop this timeline and the facts? Well, you have to be able to pair these things up and marry them up relative to the, the sequence of, of how this all went down. Uh, looking at all of this in totality, one of the things I have a major problem with, I've had people in the media that have come to me, I've had people just you know in the general public that have tried to, I don't know, alibi or give some reason for why Chris Watts did what he did. The big problem I have here is they say that, well, it was a spontaneous event that he killed his wife. No, that all of that aside, I have to say that this is something that he had planned for a protracted period of time. He was just waiting for the right time to trigger. He knew, he knew specifically what it was like to take the life of his wife. It was a visceral event. He was on top of her. He choked her out. Now, he puts the body in the truck. He has a window, 45 minutes to 55 minutes, to think all of this through his mind, to, to put this in the process, to get out to those oil fields, at which time he could have said, he calls no joy and says, hey, I'm not going to do this any longer. I, I'm, I'm going to throw my hands up and let these children live. He decided not to. He premeditated this event, got them out there, and killed them after they arrived at the oil fields. And also, uh, Dr. Brian Russell, host of ID's Fatal Vows, the reality is that under the law, uh, intent, premeditation can be formed in a twinkling of the eye. You could do that in a heartbeat. Another thing I think is interesting about this is when you listen to this confession, it does not sound like the person giving it is having a hard time giving it doesn't even sound very difficult or really difficult at all for him to tell this story you know it almost sounds like he is uh, he, he's in a situation now where you know he doesn't really have any hope left of living the life that he was trying to create for himself by committing these crimes and so the way to sort of keep himself the center of attention to sort of uh uh, you know, keep the spotlight on him is to tell this story. And, and it almost sounds to me like at some points he's sort of enjoying the, the way that he sort of matter-of-factly relates this and, and probably you know, looks into the eyes of the, the questioners and sees the shock, there's, sees the shock value that he's delivering uh, and, and taking some kind of a pleasure in that. It's, 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 uh, it's awful. It's just it's just the, a depth of evil that I hope nobody listening ever sees in their own life. Hey, Nancy, one one other point, if I could, if I could make it out of all these victims, Bella, she's the one that questions him at the oil field, according to what he's saying. 
And in addition to that, out of all of these, she is the one that is demonstrating through what remains of her body that she fought back. She had some horrific injuries to her mouth. She struggled with her dad as he's placing this blanket over her face. He's holding her hand, his hand over the blanket and cutting off her airway. She fought back in the midst of this horrible, horrible, just tragedy that's going on. And still, he didn't have the depth to show mercy in all of this. Our prayers with the family of Shanann. Nancy Grace, Crime Story, signing off. Goodbye, friend. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress, a collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The natural hybrid is made from natural latex, natural wool, and environmentally safe foams. The natural hybrid elevates your sleep and supports. Go to lisa.com forward slash Nancy to learn more. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible, Easy Breathe. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe ventilation system exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe ventilation system. You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe, for being our partner. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner.